personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. So as I told you on the first episode of the year, this year I'm doing things a little bit differently. And one of those new things is that at the end of each month, the last episode, the last Wednesday of each month, I will be answering questions related to the theme of that month. So the theme this month, as you all know, was clarity. And I'll be answering two listener questions regarding clarity. If you'd like to send me in your questions, ask me anything, talk to me, have a conversation, please do it. Send it over to its.tokestalks at gmail.com. So I'm going to get right into these questions and let's see what happens. I've read them in advance, took a couple of notes, but really wanted to elaborate on it on air, but I didn't want to get caught off guard by reading something and then being like, whoa, I have no idea what to say. So the first question reads, Tokes, I want to quit my job. They don't appreciate me and they don't pay me enough. Last week, my boss even said, I didn't work nearly as hard as you when I started here. Yet she continues to pass me up for promotions and my raises are tiny. Here's the problem though. I don't know exactly what I want to do when I quit. I have a few talents, but I don't know how I can monetize them yet. And I don't want to work for anyone. I want to be a boss like you. (laughs) I know it's a risk, but no risk, no reward, right? Help me. (laughs) So this question has a lot going on. And the first question I have is, do you have a savings account? If you don't, please listen (laughs) to the episode prior to this about financial clarity. No, two episodes prior to this about financial clarity, where I talk about the fact that at the end of my first year of entrepreneurship, I was around $30,000 in debt. So please don't take that as advice to jump out into the self-employment world without any money or anything saved. I took a big risk and I understand that. And I also understand that it takes a certain type of person to do that. And it's not for the weary hearted. It's not for the lighthearted. The debt that I was in because of the the decision that I made was something that I couldn't talk to anybody about. And the reason why I couldn't talk to anybody about it was because if I did, their anxiety would cause me to panic and really probably take in the magnitude of the situation I had put myself in, detouring me from the focus of understanding that this was part of my purpose journey. Like when I quit my job, I knew that I was going to go into debt because I knew I had no savings and part of building a business from scratch requires capital and investment. And I was going to foot that cost myself, right? So do you have a savings? And if you do have a savings, how much of a savings do you have, friend? Because if you're going to jump out, not knowing where you're going to land, it's good to have a little bit of a safety net, especially because you're not even sure what you want to do with the talents and the gifts that you have yet and how you want to monetize them. And then you're also not necessarily interested in working for anyone. And I want to tell you something. You said you want to be a boss or be your own boss like me. I am currently working at a nine to five. I believe I've stated that already. I am simultaneously an entrepreneur and an employee at the same time. And I wouldn't call myself a side hustler because what I'm doing is not a side hustle. It's actual, like it's 
it's like having two full-time jobs. And part of the reason why I took that full-time contract opportunity was because what they were teaching me and the opportunity was fully in line, like perfectly in line with the work I do in my own business. And not only was it in line, but it also gave me the ability to accelerate my growth in certain parts of my business. So in my nine to five, what I'm doing is executive coaching and facilitation for executives and leaders. This is something that I also do in my business. And I wanted to get more understanding of and really under, um, get a chance to do it at an intense level where I'm automatically funneled into the clients because I'm working for a major company. So I have access to all the executives to really do this work. Right. So I know that this work is completely in line with what I'm doing. So I didn't say, Oh, well, I want to be my own boss. So now I'm not going to take the opportunity because that would have been a disservice to my business. So being your own boss is not necessarily always that glamorous. And on top of that, another question I have for you is, do you have discipline, right? Everybody likes the reward at the end, right? Everybody likes the harvest, but not everybody likes to do the farming. And that's really where the work happens. You said that you work hard and they don't see your talent, right? And that your boss said, I don't work nearly, I didn't work nearly as much as hard as you did when I started here. And I want to tell you that the work you're going to do when you go off on your own, if you go off on your own, will probably be way more than the work you're doing right now. The shifts are different. The shifts never end. If there's work to do, there's nobody else to delegate it to. And if you say, I don't feel like doing this, well, especially when you eat what you kill, you can't really, you don't necessarily get afforded those luxuries, especially in the beginning. If you create something that's automated and that exists outside of you and you bring in income, absolutely, right? But in the beginning, when you're starting from scratch, where you don't even necessarily know what you're doing, it's important to realize and count the cost of how hard this is going to be. Is it going to be worthy? I pray so absolutely. Like I'm not going to be here and ever deter, like deter anybody from wanting to pursue entrepreneurship and being their own boss. But with that being said, I'm not going to also sugarcoat it and make it seem like it's something that's easy, desirable, or suitable for everybody, right? Some people need structure and that structure needs to come from an external force pushing on them. If they are the one in charge of creating that structure, they won't. Would you wake up at eight o'clock every single day if you knew that if you turned off your alarm, nobody would stop you from doing that, that you wouldn't get in trouble? If the answer is no, you might have to reconsider, right? So I just want you to really look at all of the options available. Another thing I need you to do is write down your talents and your gifts and the things that people with those talents and gifts do for a living. You said you have all of, you have a few talents and as long as you have more than one, kudos to you because some people will think they only have one talent or gift and they will magnify that to extents that would literally blow your mind, right? So write down these talents that you have, these gifts that you have, and then do some research. What do people with these gifts flourish in? And from there, I want you to also write down your skills. So maybe you could like split the paper in half, like on one side, write your talents on the other side, write your skills, and then look at where they correlate, right? If you have a talent for communication and one of your skills is organization, how do those go together? What career paths or what businesses can you start on your own, or maybe even pivot within 
your like nine to five type of scope, right? You might be hating this job and they might not be appreciating you even though you're putting in the work because they don't see the value of what you do. Whereas another company might see what you do, how you bring it to the table and want to pay you double, appreciate you, make you feel good. And you'll be in a place where you don't even care to quit, right? So just a recap, do you have savings? If you don't start preparing, creating a savings account to prepare for your exit, right? I'd say at least four to six months minimum because you're about to step out into the unknown, right? And the unknown comes with a lot of unknowns. So it's better to err on the side of caution, have a little more than you need until you pick up and start making some income. I said, again, being your own boss isn't that glamorous. Write down your talents and your skills, see where they match and what you feel comfortable, willing and able to do with that information. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) I know what it's like to want to leave a job. I've been fired from a few and I've left a few as well because I wanted to leave, but I didn't leave and then I misbehaved and then they got rid of me. So I get it. I get not working somewhere where you feel good and it's an unfortunate reality for a lot of us, but make sure that the decisions you're making, that you have clarity in the weight of them before you step out into doing what it is that you want to do next. So the next question is, hey, Tokes, I need clarity on whether or not I should break up with my longtime boyfriend. We've been together for three and a half years and things are generally fine. He's caring and considerate. I love his family and he listens to my needs and pushes me to reach my potential. The only thing is that he recently said his ex-girlfriend is the love of his life. He said is, not was. He quickly corrected himself and said, was, but I didn't, I couldn't get over it. She's married and moved on, but I still feel like I'm his second place option now. I asked him, what does that make me? He paused and said, you're the love of my life now. That's sweet. (laughs) He said, I've changed and you're perfect for the man I am now. I don't believe him though. I love him, but I don't think I can get over this. What should I do? So this is a heavy one. Um, Thank you for sharing. Thank you for confiding in me and allowing me to bring your life to this platform of mine, right? Like I don't take that lightly at all. And I'm grateful for both of these questions and any future questions to come that you think that I can help you in one way, shape or form. And the first thing that I'll say with regards to this question is that you need to communicate. When he said that, he believes you're the one for his life now. And you said that you, you still don't believe him though. What have you done since then? Have, I think it's absolutely necessary to have a conversation. You need to let him know how you feel about what he said, what it's making you think, what, how it's making you reconsider. And you need to come up with a solution together on what can be done about that. You can't sit here and feel these type of feelings and let them ruminate because what's going to happen is that you're going to create scenarios in your head that are going to make this situation much worse than it could potentially be. And even if the end solution is for you to break up with him, you want to know that you've done that from a place of clarity, not from a place of emotional static, or emotional confusion, right? Because yes, of course that would make anybody feel upset, right? For somebody to say that 
their ex is the love of their life. Even if that change comes after, it's a Freudian slip that makes you feel like, "Mm, maybe this person is, right? So you need to sit down with your boyfriend and have a talk with him and let him know the magnitude and the capacity that this statement that he made is affecting you and get that clarity from him. He might be able to explain a lot better than just what he said about, oh, you're the love of my life right now. He might be able to give you more context. He might apologize. Maybe you need more apologies. Maybe you need reassurance. Whatever it is you need, if you're making a decision that affects both of you, the least you can do is have that conversation with him, especially because you said that things are generally fine, right? He's caring and he's considerate. You love his family. He listens to your needs and pushes you to reach your potential. Those are great things, especially the pushing you to reach your potential because sometimes we're in relationships with people and they don't even pay attention to us or they don't care for us to grow as long as we're doing the things that they need, right? So generally, based on what you're saying, I'm I'm seeing that he's a, a pretty good guy. Um, the second part of that question or the question that I have for you is why don't you believe him? When he gave you this answer, what about that answer didn't sit right with your spirit? And there are two things that I came up with and there might be more. You can feel free to email me again with more information if you want to, and we could just have the discussion offline. But the two things that came to my mind are one, because you don't trust him, right? So when he said what he said, when he apologized and he corrected himself, maybe the reason why you don't believe him is because you don't trust him, right? You don't trust him. And why is that, right? Does he have a history of doing things that are untrustworthy that you didn't mention? Because I just have three little paragraphs here. I don't have full context. So do you not trust him because he has proven not to be trustworthy in the past? Has there been situations with this woman in the past? Has he done things lately that have making you feel uneasy? And then this is like the straw that broke the camel's back. Or another thing is that what do you not believe him because you feel insecure right now? And what that means is that it has nothing to do with him. It has to do with how you feel about yourself. And if that's the case, then you have some soul searching to do and you have a little bit of internal work to do, right? Because if somebody tells you that their past, that person was the love of their life at that point in their life, and now they've grown and we know that people do grow, they evolve things that were good for us when we were a baby, surviving off of milk is not enough to sustain us in our adulthood, right? And the same thing goes with relationships. Maybe at the time they were dating, I don't know if this is his ex right before you guys started dating or a little while prior, but even in three and a half years that you've been together, a lot of growth can take place. I'm sure that maybe you're not even the person who you were at the beginning of the relationship compared to who you are now, right? So is the reason why you don't believe him the insecurity you have in yourself and where you feel you sit in his life or the value that you bring to the table, not the fact that he himself has not proven himself to be trustworthy. Because if it's a personal insecurity, then you need to reconcile that and figure out how to be confident in your position and the role that you play in his life and the importance of that role because what you bring to the table is valuable to ensure that Even when there is a little mistake, it won't bring your identity in him crumbling, especially when he has never given you a reason to doubt him in the past. So 
think these over. If you want to give me more context, please feel free to send me another email, slide into my DMs, and I'd love to continue this conversation with you and offer you some more insight as I have more information. So yeah, these are my two questions for this month. These are my clarity questions. I hope that they help. And I hope that for those of you who might have some questions for me as I move forward and give you the themes for the rest of the year that you please send them to me. I'll never say your name. I'll keep it very incognito, only need to know information. And I hope that we can continue to have these conversations and I can continue to shed some of my perspective and my life my light into your life and your issues and hopefully get you to the place that you want to be. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, 